It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're growing green with envy for that She-Hulk trailer. Oh, I don't. I had nothing else. I had nothing else with this. Uh, it's not I mean, easy being green. Um, <laughs> you're gonna. I just. I just love in the trailer how they said uh, you're gonna love her when she's angry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't say that to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't. They're yeah, gonna. Yeah. They're gonna take that too far. The internet doesn't love anything, uh, <laughs> especially when the lead character is a woman. As far as what I'm, I'm seeing. Uh, but that's okay. We just talked about this right before the show, but the boys and Umbrella Academy and more fight for June supremacy in the streaming mm-hmm. wars. Uh, we're back with that. Grab your lightsabers. Maybe they're green for Obi-Wan this week, uh, coming out on Friday. And uh, some more other Star Wars news we'll talk about. Probably not this week, but next week because of uh, something going on oh next my week. God. Chris, you just, I totally forgot. We're at like the end of May. Holy crap, yeah. Obi-Wan is here. Yes. I was not mentally prepared for this. Um, we're talking about other streaming stuff too uh, in the show. And yeah, it's heating up. It's funny, summer used to be for movies, and now it just yeah. seems to be for the dominance of staying at home on television. <laughs> I love it. I love this idea. I have literally built a home theater for this experience, Mike, <laughs> to, yes. to watch these You're as they're ready. meant to be. You are prepared, but uh, slightly off topic here. Chris, the worst thing has happened to me as a personality when it comes to buying electronics. Uh, I, I, I'm this close to upgrading to a new iPhone. I've oh, had this old iPhone forever now. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to pull the trigger. I don't even care if a new one's dropping in six months. I, uh-huh. I just need a new one. I want to take better pictures. I'm going to be going on vacation here this summer. Let's go. And then what do I see? An article on Twitter. Oh, the iPhone in 2023 might finally switch to USB-C. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. Why yeah. do I have to be so obsessed with ports and just the ease of cables and dongles in my household? So now I'm just like fighting with myself internally to so- where like, I was worried about waiting till the fall for the new iPhone, but now my brain's like, no, 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 wait another year and a half to get this iPhone that might have a USB-C so, cable in it. So I'm just fighting my yeah. dumb brain right now. Let, let me let me help your dumb brain um, because <laughs> I, I've been suffering with the same. My, I have an iPad Pro that uses USB-C. Mm. I have an iPhone that uses Lightning. Uh, and then I'm at work, which has no USB-C ports to plug into. It's just USB-A ports on my work uh, mm-hmm. machine. So I bought one of these cables. It's a nice Brady cable, actually. It has three ports on the end of it. USB-A, or USB, uh, it plugs in USB-A, has a USB-C, a Lightning, and a, mi- a micro USB on it, if you have one of those older Android phones, even. Uh, and I've been able to plug my iPad and phone into it with the same cord. So, um... I recommend just getting the cord. Get get the new phone and this, just get this cord that has all the all the ports on it. Yeah, um, maybe that's why I just need to. Like, it's like a little King Ghidorah cord, right? It's got like one head on or three heads on it. And you're like, well, which one <laughs> yeah, I just today? need. Yeah, I just need like a cord like wrapped in like Kevlar that I can just like wrap around my mm-hmm. body like some sort of like '90s like comic book like antihero yeah. right? And I need like I need all of the pouches so I can have all the dongles and oh, adapters yeah. and everything because uh, the last thing that's ever gonna be, get updated in anybody's household right is like the car right? Mm-hmm. You know, people hold on to cars for at the very least 
the length of the car alone, right? So it's just like, well, yeah, we have CarPlay, but it's all old USB ports, right? So now if I upgrade my entire life to USB-C cords, now all of a sudden I'm going to need like adapters for the car and then, well, oh, you, Chris. <laughs> you, you might you might hear, uh, that's right here in my hand, right? Uh, that's actually mm-hmm. two USB-A uh, 3.0 to C adapters that I keep <laughs> literally beside me at all times at my desk. So um, first world problems for sure, Mike, but I appreciate those mm-hmm. first world problems because I understand where you're coming from. Uh, what I'm going to do here uh, while I have your attention is go ahead and just, okay, crack that open. You hear that? Uh, oh, what do we got? What, this what's is to celebrate next weekend's holiday. This is Smirnoff Seltzer Red, <laughs> White, and Berry Edition. So the red, <laughs> oh, white, and blue. Can. Oh, so like that rock, the rocket pop? It's a bomb pop style drink, mm-hmm. yes. But it's a seltzer version, not just the regular version. So um, next weekend is Memorial Day, folks. So um, again, we hope you're... We may not talk to you until Monday. You might hear here till Tuesday or later if you're on vacation. I don't know, but enjoy your time. Celebrate safely and appropriately, and have a good time. Right? Like this is the the time pools open uh, Memorial Day. Right? It's it's yeah. the the the, and if you're, the start of summer officially. <laughs> and if you're not in America and you have literally no idea what we're talking about, there's there's just a, like a, a day off on Monday. Yeah, pretty much. You know, if you work in like the business or corporate world. So, <laughs> and if you're trying to like go to the the bank or mail an envelope, like just stuff isn't open on Monday. So you, you can't yeah. upgrade your phone on Monday, Mike. That's, that's, <laughs> take that one day yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, long long weekend coming up. Got lots yeah. of streaming stuff to talk about as well. Yeah. Uh, but Chris, you have a little yes. update down here to tell everybody to get ready for kind of like the first, maybe like the first biggest con to maybe come back since yeah. the pandemic. This is this is a big big win here. Uh, Star Wars celebration is happening this weekend. I believe uh, we have a listener, Jason, uh, of the show from the show. Jason, I know he used to go all the time. I don't know if he's going this year. Um, but I'm going to look at, I believe it's in Chicago. It's been in Chicago the past several years. It might be, it's in Anaheim again. So it's back in mm-hmm. Anaheim, Mike. So this is near you. Um, I was at a wedding this weekend. Uh, congratulations, Forrest and Becca. Uh, I know Forrest sometimes listens to the show. He used to work at AMC theaters and uh, was my go-to, right, to get the movie posters and stuff at AMC. So uh, thank you, Forrest, if you're listening. I know he's tuned in several times before. Uh, but um, our uh, friend that we both have, Pan, um, uh, you remember Pan from college? You mm-hmm. used to do, he was at the wedding, and he's going to Star Wars Celebration this weekend. So I was very, or this week, I was very excited to talk about that with him because he's like, there, he's like, there might be this hour window where nothing's going on where they might just stream Kenobi for free, like before everybody. Yeah, and I'm like, that, man, you gotta, mean, I, you gotta look for those. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it makes a lot of sense, right? Because even if it's, uh, even if you're thinking Comic Con, like, so another big convention, if you ever have like, especially a TV show, because they even did this with like Agents of Shield or other things like Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to premiere that stuff especially when it comes out around time so yeah if you got kenobi dropping you got this coming up yeah get ready to watch some extra kenobi at star wars celebration exactly i I mean one would assume well you know uh they've probably they've got they've got ewan mcgregor they've got hayden christians they brought everybody back for the show they're probably gonna have them at celebration um they're gonna probably give us updates on those dozen shows they've announced and probably canceled a few of since we last talked to them at disney plus uh, really, what what's the next Star Wars movie, Mike? That's what I want to get out of this, right? What is the oh, next God. I don't know. There was a whole Vanity Fair article that yeah. came out recently about Star Wars. I don't think we have really any of the bullet points pulled out of there because it was mainly yeah. an interview with Kathleen Kennedy. But, you know, she kind of softly admitted 
that the Star Wars story movies maybe weren't the right direction. Oh. Kind of, it's kind of. She even kind of said it's kind of hard to recast iconic characters even yeah. when they were younger. But I think we all know that what the casting wasn't the issue I with, the, with that movie and these projects. Solo's not that bad of a movie. I think. I think it's just lived in between two movies that got um, that have. Uh, one of them is dragged through the mud very much to this day, and people have kind of forgotten The Last Jedi because Rise of Skywalker was even more controversial, right, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I, 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 I think there's a lot to be had here. But we do know Patty Jenkins is working on that Rogue Squadron movie, supposedly still, mm. right? Um, Ryan Johnson's movie is still yeah. they're still confirmed to be yep. in the works, but they said he's working on Knives Out stuff right yeah, now. So that's fine. We don't even we don't even really know what the next yeah, yeah. like well, you Taika, said what the next feature Taika is. Taika Waititi is working on one, right? We've confirmed that mm-hmm. before. Um, uh, Kevin Feige is working on one with uh, Michael Waldron, who wrote uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So like, there's a lot out there, a lot of hope. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we need what is that? What does that say? A new hope, Mike. That's what we need. So. Um, really excited to see what comes out of this. We'll report on it next weekend, of course. Um, but, you know, very, very excited for Kenobi to start this week. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, let's, just, let's just skip let's skip all the all the pleasantries, Mike. Let's jump into this. Number yeah, one, this it. week, uh, un- unexpected, huge surprise drop this week, the She-Hulk trailer. Let's just get this out of mm-hmm. the way. Did not expect to see uh, She-Hulk come, come out of nowhere. Uh, so um, we got a poster, and I, I think I shared with you the poster pretty early in the morning because it was like around nine a.m. Yeah. Eastern. You you sent you sent the poster to me, and I think I wasn't on my uh, my phone right away. I saw the poster, then I swear it was like three minutes later. I saw people talking about the trailer yeah. on the internet, and I was like, okay, they really butted these up back to back, didn't they? They a hundred percent did, and I was just like, well, that's um that I should know when we get a poster. Trailer usually far behind, uh, but you know, again, I'm three hours ahead of you, so I'm like, well, do I do I wait and and see if there's a trailer, or do I just send Mike the news as soon as he can wake up and get it. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for this. Uh, at the end of the day, um, so we got our, our, our poster. It's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. So I'm gonna fix our show notes here, right? Um, so that kind of gives us uh an indication that this is. Her lawyer, her lawyering about. Now, I, we didn't see a lot of her lawyering officially. We did get more. I wouldn't say what looks like episode one footage, but a lot of stuff of like her um, turning green for the first time with uh, Professor Hulk, uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo, and um, more of her like how is she dealing with being a kind of celebrity? It looks like at the end of the day uh, because she's a green lawyer. Um, now, to me. You tell me what you think, Mike. It does not look like she will be able to turn back and forth at will in this trailer. It looks like she once she goes Hulk, she's going to stay the Hulk for this. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell. Like, this trailer is actually great. We're getting a whole lot out of this. We're getting the tone for the show. We're getting uh, a great idea of kind of what Tatiana Maslany's, Tatiana Maslany's character is going to be like. We get to see uh, Ruffalo. We get lots of story hints. We answer a lot of questions, right? Like, right right off the top, right? Like, is she going to be green? Is she going to be a lawyer? Is she going to have to keep any of the secret? Like, no, this is, this is all great. She yeah. seems to be out there in the world with normal folks i think there's like a there's like a group of women in like sundresses that's like yeah. commenting like on her looks and stuff yeah uh so it, it's all great i i i love the trailer great vibes i had an amazing time but then of course the internet gets to it right like i feel like i've seen uh positive and negative stuff you can kind of cherry pick whatever you want out of it um 
the one that took off the most ground for me, at least on my timeline, is somebody reportedly got like insider information from somebody on a special effects team that said, oh, she used to be a lot more buff, but we mm. kept getting notes from producers to make her look less buff. And I feel like you have to put grains of salt so many places, right? Because first right. of all, we don't even know if this is true, right? right. Yep. Uh, second, second of all, like, have you ever watched the credits for anything VFX heavy? There are so many VFX houses that work on this one on these these huge projects so we don't even know what this person was necessarily you know in charge of were they just like a pa were they actually working on it even you know early early stuff but then also the thing that's driving me crazy is listen i'm not a she hulk uh super fan right i you know i don't have a whole lot of uh, knowledge of her background and character but it is so hard to not like do research like just mm-hmm. go on google images and type in she hulk comic she hulk comic panel you'll see tons of different stylizations of the characters sometimes she's huge and buff sometimes she's just tall and green but also as well i would imagine much like a character uh, in any type of you know superhero setting right the angrier you get the bigger a buffer you get yep. i wouldn't be surprised if maybe in the last episode like she gets very very angry maybe she mm-hmm. has to save somebody and gets like huge and buff and breaks something it, well, so like there's there's yep. gonna be gradients of this character so that's the only thing that makes me mad is like people have drawn the visual conclusion from the trailer and just assume that it was like definitive so yeah exactly there's a couple things with she hulk um you know to to kind of begin with number one uh most of them you see she's just more like an olympic level like um muscular when you look at most of her comic panels right like Mm. nothing nothing like the hulk who's like actually like monstrous proportions she's a human who happens to be stronger and and green uh, and taller in most of these now there is most recently a more recent um savage she hulk where if she got even angrier she would get even you know muscle or musclier uh and be even more dangerous but like that's not a common occurrence for the she hulk uh like now i will not yeah, now I will not take away from your argument if you believe she should be equally as buff as Mark Ruffalo. Like, if that's your wish, that's fine. But you can't use the comic book kind of like as your backup defense, right? Yeah. You know, if she is a lawyer going to court with evidence, you can't take the comic book to court with you mm. as evidence because I can find you a ton of panels and comic book covers that make her look almost identical. Yeah. And also, I will be fair. Uh, I'm sure executives and producers, they're guilty of this all the time. It happened with Sonic, right? I'm sure Sonic at one point looked like he did how he actually aired, and then he was toned down to look like this weird shrew, and then they brought him back to how he originally was. So it's like, I'm not saying this kind of like messery doesn't happen, but it's like, I watched the trailer and I had a good time. I didn't overthink it. I thought it was fun. So the the (laughs) origin of She-Hulk is she's actually a fourth wall breaking character. She's a comedic character in the comic books, right? She's Mm. in these unrealistic situations. She was not a parallel. She's not just, oh, the Hulk, but a girl, right? Her whole situation's back. She's a normal human, gets a blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and then she gets Hulk powers. She's not actually driven by anger as much as he was, right? He was created in anger mm-hmm. to fight the army, to fight. He's supposed to be this, like, the the, the most badass, you know, fighter around. Mm-hmm. She, she, she was not made that way. That's not how her creation came about. So... I, I I think there's there's a lot to take away from that, but also at the same time, she is a fourth. She was created before Deadpool as a fourth wall breaking character who is like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who, who's having fun in the comic books, poking 
fun at, you know she's a lawyer for superheroes how weird is that at a time when like they were like yeah superheroes is doing whatever they want out in the world so we get a lot of this in you know kind of this this trailer it, it pokes fun at her celebrity a little bit they poke fun at you know she doesn't want to be a superhero because they're mostly what billionaires um and and something uh, else orphans. and, and, something and like adult that. orphans right which was like a jab literally across both marvel and dc um, the whole the whole crew right there so you're like okay it, that's funny. She gets it. She understands what superheroes are. Now, yeah. I will say it was good to see Mark Ruffalo's Professor Hulk. You know, we get to see that that superhero landing, if you will, side mm-hmm. by side was a really cool shot. Um, and then, to me, my favorite is Tim Roth returning as the Abomination. We see him as Tim Roth. We see him transform into the Abomination. In the same cell, we see him go back into from Shang Chi. Uh, I, I did. I did. A, I did a little frame by frame. Uh, Two when they show him as the abomination and there's like a little bit of like kind of red kind of cloth coming down and yep. I don't remember in Shang-Chi if he had some sort of now, like decorative belt on no, no the red cloth is if you look at the Tim Roth character when he grows he stretches out of his outfit that, that, that's, okay. his, that's his prison outfit gotcha so, uh, this is actually um, a little fun fact this will be the longest um, distance between appearances for Marvel characters in the MCU because Tim Roth it was in 2009 uh, 2008 uh not two, yeah, 2008's mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk, right? And 2022's uh, She-Hulk. So 14 years for him is the longest distance between uh, Marvel appearances. So um, very, very cool little fact there. Now, since I know you're a fan of side-by-side, slowing down trailers, going through them, right? That's 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 <laughs> it. So we get to see a split screenshot of the character Titania busting through a courtroom wall at one point, mm-hmm. uh, who's supposed to be the main villain of this. There is a, a, a looks like a what we call uh, similar to like a wrecking crew of the comic books, right? You remember the wrecking crew in the Marvel's mm-hmm. Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Yeah. So we see these people with like crowbars, right? In like a dark shady alley. Is this the MCU version of the wrecking crew? Cause normally they're powered by um, as guardian magic. So this looks like maybe they're just kind of maybe stronger, maybe gamma powered. I don't know. Um, and then the most weird obscure character you could pull out of existence in Marvel is Frogman. Um, <laughs> A very, you very... Blink, you quit blinking, you almost miss him, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Frogman is um, kind of uh, a really obscure character. I had to dig into him a little bit. Um, but he, like apparently he... If you, if you look him up, he, he has like ties to Craven uh, the Hunter a little bit, even though he's not going to be in there. But he just has like an, a, a powered suit that lets him jump farther due to electricity. <laughs> like He has just no like, f- real powers. Yeah, just a fun little CD list character to throw in there. I think my single favorite thing about the trailer was the the mini danger room that Bruce had created for yeah. uh, his cousin. It's just hilarious that the the visuals even look like danger room 90s s because she's in like this big chunky helmet the wall is just uh circular saws which is so funny because like there's got to be other scientific ways to like suss this out of her he's like nah i'm just gonna put a bunch of blades in the wall so funny yeah and then his his, like his excitement then he's like yeah because she did it and then (laughs) she like rips the door off and he's like no no, too far yeah um, yeah, great. I think the only thing that has me a little bit nervous, right? And we'll just have to see how the show executes it. It's over this whole idea of some dude wants to start this new legal arm for uh, superhero law, if you will. I don't remember yeah. exactly what he says. Defending superheroes, convicting them. I don't know which direction it's, it's, he wants to go It's a superhuman law division. It was neither way. Yeah. He, he didn't specify either way. Either way. He just wants to get a little bit of that cash, right? So, But with that comes clients, so in a comic book world, right, 
you can whip up a super powered person super easy, right? It doesn't matter who they are. Just make them up, put them on the stand. We'll have a great time in this, like, you know, uh, this, uh, this single comic book. But in the MCU has kind of been delicately created. All of the super powered people have like really been uh, explained elegantly. All of these heroes have their own super villains. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of super powered, just like fluff out there in the world. So like, if we're just kind of getting like these randos off the street, that are super powered like yeah. I'm worried about how ex- exactly they're going to explain that like I don't want it just explained away right yeah. oh this person is just super strong well, okay well hold on even in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that show that I didn't really like they even they at least they attempted to explain how somebody was super powered it was from a serum mm-hmm. that was connected to Captain America so that's all I'm saying like if you're just going to get these randos off the street like Frogman I understand he can make a super powered suit. Okay, technology that at least exists out in yeah. the world, right? You know, I'm not too worried about that. But like, there they showed that super powered person uh, ripping off Titania, ripping off the you know the cuffs from her wrist. Like, where did those superpowers come from? That's the only thing I'm worried about. Like, eventually, yes, I want to see the MCU like flooded with heroes in some way because it's just interesting and it and it's fun and we'll see what uh, kind of havoc it wreaks. But it's just got they got to find a way to explain it because we don't have mutants yet. We don't have inhuman yet we don't have an easy way to explain why there's like super peer people like running amok around the world yet yeah exactly and i think we're getting to that point where they're going to have to like start doing that right like there's there's no easy way to to get around if we're gonna have more heroes we need to have more villains and we've got to figure that out pretty early on um mm-hmm. because i like I, I don't think there's a way like you know we have miss marvel obviously she's gonna have villains that are not just the kree uh, right coming mm-hmm. up here um, you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to have, you know, um, possibly something we're going to talk about later, possibly if, if um, some underwater people decide to pop up out of nowhere, there's going to mm-hmm. be a lot, there needs to be a lot more um, problems that are, that can be explained quickly without just being mutants either um, that, that, that need to be solved. So I agree with you uh, with, with that, um, you know, in this situation uh, for, for her, it looks like she might be, you know, representing, um, maybe both sides of, of the 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 stand is she going to be representing tim ross abomination or not you know kind of thing like is she fighting to keep him caged up so i don't know what they're yeah. doing here and we've got some we've got some opportunities to to have and i i think that the thing with this is i want it i want it to have fun and it needs to have fun and the ending part of the trailer is like her what going through like a dating app right to find yeah, she she picks she picks a guy up. I'm like, oh man, the internet's gonna have a heyday with this. Yeah, and I I feel like I've seen more positive reaction than negative yeah. reaction overall. Right, the negative obviously raises to the top, but I think everyone's gonna have a great time with this when it comes right. out. And 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 again, even like the the thing about this is it's a strong empowered woman doing what she wants, having superpowers. Right, like that is fantastic. We need those shows. We don't need to, we don't need just because some someone online feels emasculated because there's a big strong Hulk lady in the MCU now doesn't make this a bad show at all. So I feel like mm-hmm. those like you said, those are the negative voices and they just need to sit down and shut up for a little bit. Or just not watch it, it's fine. Um yeah. and they, they also confirmed that this show is August seventeenth on Disney Plus, like we reported last mm-hmm. week. So big win for us. Moving on, Mike, I specifically shared this with you because I thought it was really cool. I didn't I never actually saw this TV spot. I don't watch TV spots for these Disney Plus shows. But this new TV mm-hmm. spot shows some of the Miss Marvel's powers in action. Um, it's called the Destiny TV spot. And around the the end of it, right? I think it's around like 40 seconds in this minute long thing. 
it seems to be a bus is being thrown at um, a group of people, and I don't know who's throwing this bus or vehicle, but Kamala uses her powers to reach out and catch it. And we actually get to see um, her creating these large hands, right? Uh, like, literally mm -hmm. an embiggen, but it's like an extension of her body with the crystallized powers, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I think she says something along the lines of, like, what, imagination come to life or something like that? So yeah, it, it seems it, like she thinks of what would be the best thing to solve this situation, and then, yeah. bam, she's got big old hands. And, and, and we've seen, like, her, like, do the smashing thing, and we've seen her kind of step on the air, you know, with the crystals. So we didn't really see what anything was doing. But this is the first time I've seen it be, like, be an extension of her body, right? Um, and, and and if we could say, an and I, I, I imagine when she embiggens herself, she'll encase herself in whatever this purple, you know, yellow or purple blue crystal stuff is. But we'll learn more about it um, in a couple of weeks. But I thought that, you know, this hand stuff was a, I, I guess I, I know they had to change her powers. I know not everyone's on board with it. That's fine. But I've not seen this yet. I feel much more, um, I guess, relieved to see they're using her. She's not just creating shapes like a green lantern. She's actually yeah. using it to extend her body to do stuff like this. I, I would recommend people actually seek out this TV spot. You can find it in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. This should have been like the teaser trailer. I think this should have been the first footage that we saw of the show because this got me a little bit more hype for it, and the other trailers maybe not so much. So I love that we got to see uh, a little bit more action. Uh, there's more fun displays of the powers who knows maybe the special effects just need a little bit more time and they didn't have these scenes baked and ready to go but i would say this is the this is the maybe the trailer to start off on yeah. so go check out that tv spot in our show notes 100 percent. and i think it even starts with a really good message you know good is not a thing you are it's a thing you do right the, mm. the old 30 rock adage you know uh how are you how are you doing doing well you can't do good superman does good kind of thing so mm -hmm. um really really fun trailer tv spot um this is uh minute long it's in our show notes check it out uh you, you heard it here. Other good news, moving along, Loki Season 2 begins filming next month, Mike. Uh, this is from uh, the top down, and the entire cast is returning for the second season. So um, that's great news. We Yeah. Uh, we love Loki. It's a great show. Had a great cast. Mm -hmm. And uh, does that mean we're going to see more of... Um, not Kang, but the he who remains in this, you know, because um, he's part of the cast. It seems so. We ended on that uh, cliffhanger, and uh, we obviously want more Loki because we felt like we didn't get a very satisfying ending, right? Mm. I thought the last episode, the last two episodes were very exciting, right? But I feel like we just kind of like left off on almost like a Netflix shenanigan mm -hmm. of like, oh, here's the first batch of episodes. Wait for the second yeah. batch. And then you got the big cliffhanger also of, like, how does this affect the rest of the MCU? So I got yeah. questions I need answered. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. He's come back, and, 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 and the ending is definitely uh, different. I, I think, to me, my, my biggest problem with Loki, even though it's a great show, is that they introduced all the important parts in the last two episodes when they should have introduced those earlier on, um, right? Like, the last episode was essentially a conversation with He Who Remains, and you're like, who, who even are you? Like, what, why are you here kind of thing? So um, hopefully they will re go back into this and, and do that. Um, I, I think, you know, we get Owen Wilson back as Mobius, uh, which is a great, great. Uh, yeah, get his great jet guy. ski. <laughs> That's right. He's going to get his jet ski. So excited for that. And, and, you know, knock on wood, Mike, this is a this is a tall order, a tall wish here. But what if we get more Loki variants, right? Not just alligator Loki or classic Loki, but like. They can get crazy with some of the Loki variants. Uh, sell your mm. toys this way. That's how you do it. Um, but very excited for that. Uh, in other disappointing news, I shared this with Mike yesterday. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder, a new trailer. I'd say the first official trailer. That that other one's mm-hmm. a teaser. I don't think it counts too much. It's just to say reminder hey we're making a movie because a lot of people didn't know they were making that movie but the first trailer will be on tomorrow night during the nba finals uh game four <laughs> yeah, NBA finals. yes it's, it's bad news because we're recording a whole show about yes. this stuff and we don't get to talk about the trailer great news for you because yes. there's a good chance you're listening to this on a monday or even a tuesday and you've already seen it or, or you, you just wait a couple hours it? and go watch yeah. it yeah you're like good to go like we still have to wait yeah, some of the uh, the the sucky parts about doing the show is we know the trailers are going to show on Monday, and we got to wait a whole week to talk about them. Yeah, um, I feel like we're definitely going to see some gore, um, right? Yeah. We're going to get more but gore. Of the an God idea. Butcher, not not blood and gore, just for anyone yes. who doesn't understand. <laughs> yes, gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale. We're going to maybe get an idea of kind of what the story is going to be because mm-hmm. that first teaser trailer, we just kind of got general vibes of. Uh, Thor is kind of tired of being a hero. He's been puttering around the the galaxy with the Guardians, and then I, I I it's not directly said, but you do get the feeling that like oh he is kind of getting tired of this, and then he leaves the group, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going to happen very early on in the first act. Maybe yeah. Star Lord might pop up again in the third act, uh, Deus Ex Machina style, to help him out. But I I feel like the Guardians are really going to be limited to like the first yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> even if that, because I think they drop him, they drop him off with Korg, right? We see in the trailer, and they they zip mm-hmm. away. Uh, it looks like they're on um what's that junk planet they were on um, yeah maybe the Sakar yeah so it looks like they're gonna do that but like I I think this is gonna be yeah the one we see um you know the villain we're gonna see more they're not holding back on Jane Foster Natalie Portman Thor and we have a new image showing uh, Valkyrie Tess Thompson returning as um Valkyrie and. Thor as Jane Foster helmet off guns fucking blazing here from her showing right. off the guns they've uh, been hitting the gym yeah good can you imagine the first movie where she was the damsel in distress right where she hit him with her car and how far they've mm-hmm. come in the past uh you know 12 years for this but it seems to be possibly based on that uh person in the very front of Natalie Portman that is Bastet the the god uh, the panther goddess from um Black Panther. So is this a council of gods, right? Right here. Like, is this like where possibly, um, yeah, what's his name? It's going to be Russell Crowe. Uh, Zeus is right. And they're all talking about, Hey, there's someone out here killing the gods. We got to figure it out. Watch your back. Kind of thing. Oh, so, maybe. Yeah. That's a good point because they're all like, you know, I assume there's more gods here, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I want to see this trailer. I want to know more. Um, again, I'm, I'm glad they're not hiding the mighty Thor, Jane Foster. They're not, that's not the reveal, right? That, this isn't the Bucky reveal for the winter soldier. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see this trailer tomorrow night, Mike. And, um, I will definitely be texting you about it. There's, I'm not going to wait a week to, to, to hold that. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that along the way. Shifting gears into, um, something you sent me. I, I, I did notice that this was like one of the more recent news articles here. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. We're shifting into Black Panther. And we get our rumored, very much rumored, um, confirmed by a third source, but, you know, we can't see a lot. Here is a blurry photo of possibly Namor in the film, Mike. Yeah. I feel like, like I'm it, spoiling things by saying this out loud to people. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because it is a blurry photo, but it's not like a blurry photo like somebody zoomed in from a camera phone, like from the side of like a promotional mm-hmm. like piece of artwork, right? But this does look like concept art that seems to be blurred. It's like a fuzzy filter over it kind of thing. But like, it, yeah, it is a filter. So I don't know if the person who got the photo blurred it or maybe the circulation of this concept art was blurred. I, I don't understand my what's guess, going on here. <laughs> my guess is there's a watermark, and the only way to get the watermark off was to blur it, so they don't give away who had this photo. 
Oh, may, maybe that could be possible. I, I didn't think about that either, but um, yeah, it's it the the blurred photo makes a little bit more sense when you get the rest of the rumor that they are slightly considering changing the origin of Namor instead of just being at a, the sunken city of Atlantis is they are just going to move the fictional city to I, I believe it's South America and it might be a sunken city associated more with Mexico which is going to I guess change the heritage of Namor if Namor ever really had a heritage right I guess his heritage is Atlantean but you know it's a fake city so I guess this will be more of uh, possibly like a Mexican heritage because it's a Mexican sunken city so it sounds like the mythos is still going to be the same, just the, the location is going to be different, yeah. which I think it's very interesting because um, it is kind of like a creative um, challenge, but in a fun way where you get to take like this this classic story of a sunken city, but you get to change all of the visual cues, where, right, where to South American style, yeah. which if you look at the blurred photo, you kind of see some of these extra stylings that you don't normally well, see on it, Namor. There's like some extra bangles and stuff. Well, the, Namor's always been golden green, totally fine, like his little speedo, mm. right? But this looks more... Um, you know, Aztecian even like this yeah. looks like he is wearing some like Immortal Kombat ten uh, nine ten and eleven right. Um, they have a character who is essentially um based on that that Aztecian Tenochtitlan land mm. kind of uh, you know imagery, and it, this looks like him a little bit in that blurred photo. Now the the actor uh, Teno uh, Huerta Huerta. He's been rumored to be playing this character for like a year. They remember, I think we talked about this last year, early last year. They're filming. They had like water tanks next next to like the the set right of um, mm. Black Panther. So you know, this is a way to have two kingdoms, Atlantis, what kind of fight? And I believe the latest rumor I'd heard is the only reason uh, Atlantis even appears to begin with is because of the Eternal coming out of the ocean in Etern- or the Celestial in Eternals um, mm. disrupts the the ocean right because literally that thing comes out of the, the, the earth. Yeah. So. And I, and I think that's great. I mean, what a great way to make an underground city, like fed up with everybody, right? Like, Hey, we were fine down here. Nobody was bothering us. Yeah. There was a couple nuclear subs occasionally, but you know, we look past it cause they left us alone, mm-hmm. but Hey, we can't look past like a giant freaking hand coming out of the ocean floor. Like it destroyed a kidney garden down here. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, so <laughs> it's, it's way more compelling than Aquaman. Hey, people are littering. Uh, we need to take over the land. Yeah. It's like, uh, I get the sentiment, right but this is a little bit more <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a little more isolated to this and it feels more real but i mean yeah. black panther what kind of forever has a huge burden to carry with the loss of chadwick boseman um you know there's a bunch of rumors of different people coming back and how they're going to handle this who's going to take over the mantle um you know filming started and stopped several times due to, to issues um health issues and and other people just kind of being assholes so um, I, I don't know where this is going to land, Mike. And, and honestly, I'm very excited uh, if this is true. Uh, this is yeah. a great way to introduce Namor to the to the situation. Yeah, this is a this is another plug for our show notes because we got the uh, the blurred uh, photo over in our show notes. And also you can kind of scroll through this uh, Twitter thread that we linked to to kind of see some. Uh, concept art or people's interpretation fan of art. this actor. Yeah, yeah. The the, the fan art is uh we're I, we're kind of on the B squad right now. I'm not. I don't want to shame people's uh, illustrations because yeah. they definitely turn these around pretty quickly. Uh, but it does kind of give you an idea of what the character might be well, uh, rendered like. I will tell you, Spanish uh, speaking Twitter. Uh, I guess Spanish, maybe Hispanic Twitter, whatever you want to call this, is a very interesting place for Marvel Cinematic Universe rumors. Um, 
you know, when they, they have different studios stuff in there, we may never hit it because the translation doesn't come through, right? There's a lot down in these, uh, the, you oh. can go, just go down a whole realm of finding things. People have yeah. been drawing this art for years, apparently, and we're like, oh, we just found it with that guy. Yeah. So. Also, not to sound like a, a white dude trying to figure out an entire culture that I, I don't know about, but we do know CinemaCon is always in Brazil. South America. Yeah tons of news comes out of that all the time the the fandom down there is huge and we really haven't had like a big presence in the mcu from that part of the world right yeah. you know we've had lots of asian representation great uh we you know we have black panther coming out of africa yeah. and i know africa's huge you can't you know yeah. You're, take you're, a whole continent and make it yeah. representative of one person though there's lots of places around the world that we can have representation but yeah. i feel like they really haven't tapped into that market so it's it's great to yeah. kind of see them just being strategic there. just the first like what quarter third of the incredible hulk was in brazil and that's been about it so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of opportunity so yeah we'll yeah. we'll keep you guys posted on this if anything else comes out of this um once once leaks start they don't stop you, you can't yes. plug a leak so We'll talk about this more later. Uh, in news that I just want to clear up for everybody here, um, Marvel and Disney have signed a deal with Genius Brands International, who owns Stanley's likeness, and they're able to use his likeness through CGI and archive footage if they want to. Now, reading through all of this, they very specifically mean they want to use Stanley in the parks, similar to how they use Walt Disney in the parks, not put him uh -huh. in the movies. This isn't a way to get more Stanley cameos. Uh, if they were <laughs> yeah. going to do that, they would have already done it, especially for Spider-Man. Um, but they can use his likeness to be like, "Hey, this is Marvel. This is you know stuff he's recorded about Marvel." When you go to the parks and learn the history of, yeah, Marvel. this is the perfect example of people online only reading the headlines and not reading the articles, which is why you subscribe to this podcast because yes. we will give you the the real lowdown. Uh, yeah, because I had uh, lots of thoughts when this landed, and then, you know, you, you go through, you click through, you read the article, you get past the clickbait, and you realize what it's actually about. Uh, first of all, if you think about, like, Stanley in general, I feel like he seems like the guy that maybe would have been okay with this, right? Yeah. You can't speak for the dead, but he did really like doing these cameos in these movies, and it seems like, yeah, I, I would sign on to, you know, keep appearing. But also, if this was, and it wasn't, if this was going to be cameos for the movies, right, I feel like it's it's done. It's gone past, right? We've already had a, a handful of Marvel movies without him. feels like we, we sent him off uh, very gracefully, right? We don't need to be bringing him back. But I mm -hmm. think for the parks, that's great. It's a great way to do it. You know, you can have cool hologram technology going on where you're walking through, like, you know, a Captain America yeah. style, like, you know, hall, like they always do in the movies and yeah. see Stanley there. So I think that's fun. He's got years, d decades of interviews, decades of, of convention panels, right? Like, literally, he could talk, like, if you took all the recorded footage, you could make whatever you want out of it. Um, and, and, and his his compassion for the characters he created, the, the the idea of comic books and heroes, and you know, towards the end of his days where he he wasn't he wasn't biased about them. Like he he like you want to you want to make it great. That's awesome. Make superheroes. Like he's very much into it. So I agree. With you. Like I feel he's very he'd be very down for this. He'd be like, yes, please let me inspire future generations beyond what I've already done, kind of thing. So. Yeah, um, but we don't need cameos, and it doesn't sound like we're getting cameos in movies. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It, and if they did, it would be, I think, similar to what they did on Netflix, right? Where they have, like, his face on the newspaper. Like, hey, where's the hidden yeah. Where's the hidden Stan Lee in this movie kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Not like, hey, we made a full CGI yeah. uh, Tarkin. And yeah, look, he's a... He's the deli counter guy checking out, uh, uh, yeah. you know, Jennifer Walters as she gets her bagel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, everyone kind of, kind of, again, the internet went to, to pure panic and speculation mode. But, like, even Kevin Feige knows, don't do that. Like, don't you don't yeah. need to make cameos out of this. For being successful, his, his cameo doesn't make the movie. It is fun, but didn't make, didn't ever make the movie the way it was. So, very, very cool for this to see him in the parks when they get down to it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. This week, Mike, this week, Friday, two episodes. Did you know that? You knew that. I, I was not prepared for it to be dropping this week. It came out of nowhere, man. Yes. So um, I would say I don't know any spoilers. I've not heard anything. I'm going to avoid the internet like the plague. You know, try to stay off of this. Again, the Disney Plus shows, um, you got to watch them usually. They have. I'm pretty sure this is every Friday, right? Have I've, Have we heard if it's going to stay on Fridays? Um, I mean, it, it's, it would seem weird to drop it on a day and not keep it on that day. Yeah. you got to educate these consumers, especially since we're all used to Wednesdays being the days now and then going back to Fridays. Uh, what do you think the over-under is of how much Vader we get, right? You know, are we just going to see Vader in the last episode? Is he going to be peppered through, you know, giving commands for people to track down Obi-Wan? Mm. Like, I'm just curious. And then how much Hayden Christensen is involved, right? You know, is the, is the mask going to peel up and we do get to see his disfigured face? Is he just going to be supplying like maybe motion capture and, and voice that's going to get distorted? Uh, I'm just curious how much Vader is in this. Yeah. Um, so I just looked up, it's Friday, every Friday for, for, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess five weeks because the first two are in the first, but yeah, I think, you know, I think we're going to be to me from that last trailer we got where we see the arm screwed literally onto Vader's like stump kind of thing probably a lot more than we think we will on vader however i think he's going to have a subdued role until possibly later in, in the back half of the series right like he's sending his inquisitors out to do this they're probably fairly incompetent as all inquisitors have been so far uh, up until till they they get killed but you know we met we know a lot of these characters make it through to star wars rebels right so you know when does he officially step in when does obi-wan find out darth vader is you know uh anakin Right. We've never mm-hmm. seen that. What does that look like? And that, that you know, um, I guess that exploratory, like, you know, um, situation. I, I'm excited for a lot of this. But you're right. I mean, I'm not going to say he's in every episode, but they really pushed him on a lot of the marketing, right, we've talked about. So um, I want to see some big Star Wars battle. I want to see a big lightsaber. I want to see a lightsaber battle on par with Revenge of the Sith, right? Like, that's what we want, like, to, to, to see these two people go back at it 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it last week, I think last week was the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones even. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge, um, lot, lot of weight on this show. I don't think it's going to change Star Wars status quo, Mike, but I'm definitely excited to rewatch this and see this. So, uh, for sure. Moving on in the Star Wars world. Um, you know, you reminded me of this. It, it hadn't really popped up anywhere else, but John Watts, uh, who recently left the, the new Fantastic Four movie, even though nothing had really started on it. Um, and brought us all three Spider-Man movies uh, from Marvel, um, is going to be directing and producing a coming-of-age series, a Star Wars series for Disney+. Plus. 
Yeah, can't keep John Watts away from those coming-of-age stories. Maybe that's why he walked away from Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah. He was like, John Krasinski, uh-uh, he's not coming-of-age. He's already a man. Yeah. I only direct little boys. Mm-hmm. And not to make it sound you just <laughs> like that. You make it sound that. weird. Thank you. Uh, but it is funny because the last time we talked about this, we thought like, oh, this is a very competent director, right? You know, stepping away from a big franchise movie to maybe do some of his own projects, right? You know, yeah. get something started up from off the ground, which he still probably could. I, I think he, I think I, he I think is. He, I think this is on top of whatever he's doing. Yeah, he's a he's a busy guy, but to see him just jump to another franchise, I just think it's I think it's just funny the draw that Star Wars still has for filmmakers, right? The fact that you get to put your stamp on this historic legacy that's been around since you're a child. Yeah. It, it would be so hard, right? You know, just one day, what does he get a call from, like, Kathleen Kennedy while he's on the set of a Spider-Man movie? Like, oh, hey, I want to have a meeting. Then they get together, like, you want to make a Star Wars movie? Like, how do you say no to that? Like, you mm-hmm. just can't say no to making Star Wars. So uh, I think this could be exciting. When I think coming of age, I just think of there was, like, a couple of those animated Star Wars shorts that kind of dealt with younger kind of kids you know making their way through the galaxy and we didn't we both together didn't like those shorts really mm-hmm. all that much but i would imagine uh john watts tackling it would be fun like what is it like you know being a you know quote unquote teenager in the star wars galaxy it can't all just be riding vespas around space vespas on a desert planet yeah so um i think this is great we all want to see more from john watts yeah yeah i think he's great i think he, he has a, I, I honestly think he has a choice i don't think Kathleen Kennedy came to him. I don't know. I, I, I have nothing against her. I just don't know if she has the foresight to do anything, right? Like, they have a bunch of stuff they're talking about, but what are they doing? So maybe he's like, maybe I have an idea for a Star Wars series uh, instead and, like, wanted to do that. Because, again, it's a Disney Plus series on a movie. Um, so he's going to – this is a different little realm for him. He's known for doing his movies. Um, he, he is also – uh, he's co-producing but wrote the film treatment for the next Final Destination series, uh, movie that's coming out. Um, he's got a lot going in the fires, but, you know, I'm, I'd be excited to see this. It's also going to be returned after, set return, after Return of the Jedi, right, in the Mandalorian era uh, that we're currently at as well. So um, if it is, maybe this is, maybe this is the bikers. Maybe this is the Vespa saying people mike and he's gonna go right back to tatooine and no, make it cool no he's gonna make it so no, cool no more deserts yeah if they let me into that building i'm just gonna find the nearest printer and laminator say no more deserts i'm gonna slap it everywhere in those yeah. offices like we're in a galaxy far away if i want to see sand dunes right i'll just drive out to the mojave <laughs> this you're starting to turn into a little little vader sounding yourself i hate sand yeah. um <laughs> It gets everywhere. But, yeah, I, th- I think we know very little about this. I think they might, they might talk about it a little bit this week at Celebration. But um, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll keep everybody updated as they kind of kind of move through this a little bit for us. The Boys Season 3, I thought was in July. It is coming up. It is in June, Mike. June 3rd, uh, which is around the corner, I believe. Um, and a new Season 3 trailer dropped, which was actually... I think the better of the two trailers at the end of the day. Uh, This trailer was great. It made me kind of forget uh, before I watched it. I forgot how much I loved watching the boys. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you get into all of just like the profanity, the gore, the explosions, the gore, so much gore in this trailer. And and they put it in the trailer because you know, you're looking for it. Like Mm -hmm. they've, they're really, they've done a good job of making 
just all of this nonsense very compelling right like everybody loves to hate homelander right he's still around he's very complex he has a rough origin but we love to hate him we want to see him beat up thrown around and then you know now billy's getting some powers it's Mm -hmm. just everything's exciting it's like these are all of the things that you wish that you could see in kind of these more mainline superhero stories but you know they just can't go there they can't destroy an entire franchise to have like to show like a breast or something like that or uh like a 40 foot wiener so you get all that in the boys (laughs) yeah i mean it's very much a i'd say like a like a shock uh series right like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. of shock things in this this season is very interesting because they're they're introducing jensen ackles as soldier boy who is the boys analog of captain america right he was in Mm -hmm. world war ii it looks like he was frozen and is brought back to you know modern times he has the ability it looks like he kind of like shoots like maybe a heat blast out of his body kind of thing um so very interesting to see what his powers are uh what i would say you know with with this one is um i i think they're going to lean into that it's been a long time since we last saw the boys, right? It sounds like there's like a year past maybe yeah. or something. I was just about to bring that up. The the gap between season one and two, not a whole lot had happened. They were kind of in hiding, laying low, and there was a little bit of a relationship that developed between um I don't remember that main character's name. The the Jack Quaid character. Yeah. You know, he started uh dating one of the uh, seven. Uh, yeah, what what was his yeah. name? They, they, they just, she says his name in the trailer. Yeah, they're just not that much of a time gap. But yeah, it looks like there has been a lot that has developed. A Jack Quaid character is now working for some sort of governing body, right? He's in like a suit and tie, yeah. you know, laying down the law. So this will be this will be fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. And The Boys also is one of the few things I feel like Amazon Prime really has the market. I never hear anybody talk about Amazon Prime shows, but I do hear people talk yeah. about The Boys. Like it has broken through, right? It makes people remember that their Amazon Prime membership is not just for two-day shipping. Oh, yeah, and I also get to watch The Boys. The Boys, exactly, 100%. And we were, you remember Comic-Con 2019, they just, they had The Boys experience before the show even launched, so we didn't go Mm -hmm. because we didn't know what the hell it was or what it would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this, I mean, it's really nailed it out of the park the past three years. So um, it also looks to be, uh, you know, pushing um, a very parallel political kind of thing here. Like, um, I, I saw some of this like you know it looks like maybe Homelander is starting to cut loose a little bit and yeah, be it's like, like his murderous self for the protection of a of the country kind of thing yeah so. and last season they leaned into kind of like the power of like memes and everything of like rehabbing characters but now it looks like there's like this uh like vocal minority that's really leaning into how crazy maybe homelander um homelander is yeah and they they love it kind of thing so and then lastly you know on this mic i just want to bring up there there's the dawn of the seven movie they they were filming right in the last Mm -hmm. season so they've actually released a Dawn of the Seven Burke released the Burke cut, parroting literally Zack <laughs> Snyder's release Snyder cut, and then Zack Snyder commented, "Congratulations to director Burke, excited to see your vision realized." So like everybody's in on this fucking joke like, at this point. Like it, it is just parody on parody on parody. So oh yeah, this is great. And also just to be clear, 
this is hard to do to make this show like ever since the boys had has dropped and even maybe before then there has been so many streamers so many other outlets that have tried and failed to get other superhero properties off the ground Mm -hmm. whether it's an original idea whether it's an adaptation of like an indie comic or something like that even the biggest streamers have not been able to make it work and this is the one that seems to have staying power and really stick around right if the boys didn't exist right and then we said oh there's a new show coming out they're adapting like a you know a comic book you know that that only like any crowd has heard of right you wouldn't think like oh that's going to do very well well, that, but, well like, Ju- jupiter's, <laughs> jupiter's legacy is a prime example of that netflix yes. trying to do it and mm-hmm. failing horribly what's really fun is you know even even though you know we have this we have vaude international the boys has become like their parody of everything else going on in the superhero world is just mm-hmm. hilarious like they've literally skewered the marvel the dc stuff all over the place so yeah because like, they, they get leaning the- into it and they get, like you just said, they get to skewer both things. Not only do they get to skewer just the concept of superpowered people, but they get to skewer the Hollywood entertainment kind of system, right? If yeah. these characters actually exist and make movies. So, yeah, it's just great. Creative team over there is amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I never watched the animated di- Diabolical, I think is what it's called. Yeah, the animated I, I never watched the animated shorts just because, you know, they're not really canonical. But they well, do have that spinoff some, that they're Some of them are. On. Some of those episodes are canonical to this. Um, but is it canonical like the first half of Boba Fett is canonical, right? <laughs> or is it more canonical like the last two episodes of Boba Fett? I don't know we, what you mean by that, but it's like some of those animated shorts, like because they're all individual standalone episodes, right? They're like I think two or maybe three of them are set in the boys' universe. Yeah. All I'm not, saying is that they're probably not required viewing. Yeah, no, 100% not required viewing. But I think it's it's interesting in that you know, they did make some of them because I think they're just so obscure, like they're not actually part of it you know like i said they're not not part of there so um very very excited to to catch up on the boys uh june 3rd the other the other stain comic book property that came out the same time the boys did is the umbrella academy and the umbrella academy season three is dropping again the same time the boys is within the same month because they have both been produced on the same schedules right and the season three trailer is a fan it's a fun fantastic trailer mike i think they use the song uh, Ballroom Blitz to great effect to show uh-huh. the the Sparrows versus the Umbrella Academy. They've got, you know, again, I love character five and, and, and um, the the other brother uh, with the, the, the hair. Uh, Klaus. Klaus. No, Klaus. Oh, uh, okay. The one, the one hippie one, right, who was the, the cult leader last time. They're just having a good time in this. And I want to know more about the Sparrow Academy because there's not been enough books to really kind of go over this. Yeah, I love how they're just like, we've been replaced by like a, a cube and these other things, and we get to see a little teaser of the uh, the monkey guy. I already forgot his name. Pogo! This is what, this is what happens when these uh, shows are so far apart time-wise, right? Yeah. But the Umbrella Academy is great. Uh, I love the song Ballroom Blitz, even though this is not my preferred version of the song. Yep. yep. I, I still enjoyed it and had a good time. But yeah, like you were saying at the top of the show, June... The boys and the Umbrella Academy—they're going to be owning that um, <laughs> that month for sure. And then I'm sure Netflix is very, very happy they'd be having their like two biggest shows kind of like going back to back, right? Because the number one thing Netflix needs right now is returning customers and new subscribers, and their two like hugest franchises are returning this summer, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm down with this. I think I'm probably more excited for this than the boys. Um, but I think it's just I, I my hand with, is with the Umbrella Academy. Just the the zaniness of it is a little more um, 
the other ones I need a break after watching the boys. It's very brutal. Like it's very unforgiving. <laughs> and the Umbrella Academy is a less less you know uh, kind of brutal thing. But it's it's interesting. Um, we actually get to see in this trailer a little bit the the not the full transition, but how um, Elliot Page will be transitioning from the uh, character Vanya to whatever the new character's name is. I forget uh, his his name in this right because mm-hmm. she she, um, she has the long hair when she's Vanya early on talking to um, their leader uh, and then this. But also it's very fun because in this universe of right there was like what fifty something kids born on the same day with powers. And mm-hmm. technically, all these people are brother and sister. Like, you know, they're all the same, all born on that same day. So I want to see if they start talking about how they're connected a little bit more. Yeah. So Another good story point that they added in the trailer, too, is they said that they've created, like, a time paradox nexus yeah. thing. And the world's going to fall in on itself. So I kind of thought that maybe they were going to be stuck in this world. And, you know, because they had finally, like, ever since, like, the very first episode of the Umbrella Academy, they've been trying to, like stop the world from ending and every season the world is ending which is kind of fun so now it's just like oh man the world is still ending they can't even sit and rest for a second it's been like two weeks for these characters right like Uh for something like they've only been going for like two weeks to like one week to stop vanya one week to to stop um you know what was it it was it was um dallas and the jfk assassination and then another another week here it sounds like but i want to i want to meet the the sparrows see what their powers are about and see how they do it but Uh like you know it was it was very fun where he was like, hey, if you, and the five was like, if you see your other self, that one's like, kill him, sleep with him. He's like, avoid them kind of thing. He's like, why would you <laughs> say these things? So uh, the dynamic of the of the characters is fantastic. So uh, mm-hmm. check out that trailer below. That drops June 22nd, uh, so the end of the month uh, on Netflix, which is right in between. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna shift some, some stuff here, Mike. Um, Stranger Things actually dropping. Um, so Stranger Things is dropping literally this Friday, the first half of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And the other half is dropping on July first, so it sounds like you know they're they're kind of queuing people up to to watch a little bit of this now. Um, I did see yeah, talk talk about coming out of left field for Stranger Things. Also, I forgot it was dropping this week. So yes. man, you got Obi Wan coming out, Stranger Things, and then of course all the other things we talked about. So it's summer. Summer yes. apparently streamers they got the analytics they know it, that we're not going outside we don't care how nice the weather it's is it's the summer of streaming Mike hundred percent through and through and, and what's interesting about Stranger Things is um, I I don't have this but like the first five episodes are like very like standard like forty five minutes or whatever like standard paced mm-hmm. uh, for Stranger Things and the last four get longer as they go they're like an hour and fifteen an hour and ten but the final episode is actually two hours and thirty minutes long for season four. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that's a movie in and of itself, right? Like they, they're just mm-hmm. so I get why they've taken so long to make this. So I'm very excited about this. Now I will tell you, Stranger Things products are for sale out in the wild mm-hmm. uh, on Reddit this weekend, or maybe it was on Friday. Someone was able to buy the Stranger Things Monopoly set. Now it's not just Monopoly with Stranger Things characters. It's actually got rules and stuff based on things that happen in this season. Um, oh shit! <laughs> so uh, there are huge leaks for this. Um, you know, show uh, season due to this uh, a monopoly set who knows what else is out there 
So yeah, this um, is this is the bonus of Stranger Things kind of just being adjacent to the things we talk about on this show, right? Yeah. Usually we're talking about DC, Marvel, comic book stuff. Stranger Things is like nerd adjacent, so it doesn't usually pop up in my social media feeds, right? So even if there was like a huge spoiler out there, like from a Monopoly game, I'm not really in that universe. So that's kind of nice that I still have it at arm's length. I'm not too worried about anything getting spoiled. I will be watching it this coming weekend, but like I'm not going to be up at like midnight or whatever when the show drops and binge it all so I can talk about it the next morning, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's my, my concern with these. Like, I'm going to probably, like, try to eat these, like, absorb these in doses, right? Because it's just, mm-hmm. I like I like scheduled viewing. It's easier to, to watch and digest and not miss things and not miss, you know, have to worry about spoilers. You know, you only have to literally miss a day rather than a whole weekend. So um, I, I'm just, I... I I'm excited for this, but like, it's not like my number one priority for the summer, right? Like you said, it's kind of adjacent for this. So I'm glad this is coming along. Apparently the Duffer brothers were like furious about these leaks because they don't do the products, right? Like Netflix mm-hmm. does the licensing. So uh, apparently the, the, the top down word is like, they are going to Netflix and the Duffer brothers are going to work more in concert for season five, the final season. Uh, so things do not release before they're supposed to release. Yeah, that's going to be a good idea. <laughs> um, well, I understand they can't really control production and, and you know things slipping through sales as frequently, but like maybe put a delay on it, right? Like you don't need the products the day of uh, sometimes. But um, you know what? What do I know? What do we know, Mike? We're just we're just on the other side of this. Uh, let's talk about the. The, the the predator franchise and okay hard hard right hand yeah. turn right make a yui yeah this last one's going to cover some older uh um, franchises if you will so the first one's going to be the predator franchise in this prequel trailer called prequel movie called prey which got a trailer uh and it's going straight to hulu uh on august 5th and this is a very very ten, very i guess restrained teaser right um for this movie it deals with the native americans you know hundreds of years before the first predator movie and it seems to be the predator is hunting uh some of these native americans on earth uh in very old um yeah like yeah. back back then with like wooden yeah, this bows is and the- arrows <laughs> This is the perfect example of a trailer that you wish you would have saw without context, right? Because it starts off just like somebody running through the woods, you know, they're terrified for their life. And then you look like you're watching something that's a period piece, which it looks like this is indeed going to be a period piece. And then all of a sudden you get the iconic three 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 pointed laser pointer on somebody's head then that's when you as the audience would go oh it's predator they're back but even though predator's kind of been a little tarnished and as the franchise so maybe people wouldn't be so excited but i was shocked i'm sure this was already out there in the world but i didn't know that this was going to be on hulu i don't have to go to the movie theaters to see this that's kind of cool yeah uh, um it's being directed by uh dan trachtenberg who did 10 cloverfield lane which is a great movie but also I feel like I've grown up with him on the internet a little bit because he did like kind of YouTube fun film reviewed nerdy stuff. So he used to be a guy just like us. Then all of a sudden now he's like this big Hollywood mm-hmm. hotshot. So I love to see now he's doing another movie because after 10 Cloverfield Lane, I know he had some projects kind of like failure to launch due to like kind of like studio snafus, not necessarily his end. But he has been directing uh, television. He, yeah, he did, did the, the very boys. first episode of The Boys, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if he went back for more, but he's been directing television and like, I think even yeah. big video game cinematics. So it's kind of cool to see him return to another movie, right? Because if you're looking at Dan Trachtenberg as a filmmaker, really all you have to go off of is 10 Cloverfield Lane, right? Yeah. Which is attached to a kind of like also a tarnished franchise because uh, the Cloverfield paradox is friggin' weird and bad, yeah. and, but it was like hyped up with the Two. Super Bowl. <laughs> two, two out of three is not bad um, because we yeah. do know that, that that Cloverfield Paradox was originally not written to be Cloverfield. Yes, and, exactly. And they added it later. So, like, I, I still think I, I'm not going to fault him for the Cloverfield franchise. He's got yeah. this. He's done No, black. I wasn't faulting him either. But yeah. maybe maybe this is his job, right? Maybe this is what happened. He comes in and he reinvigorates a franchise with, like, kind of a more down-to-earth take on it, right? Cloverfield Project, right? This big, fantastical destruction movie from the grounds of like a little DVI camera that somebody's running around with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he comes in and he reimagines it. Uh, Maybe he can do the same with Predator. Yeah. Well, I think also, you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane doesn't do that, right? It has the twist that, you know, you have um, John Goodman and I forget the actress's name. um, It's Ewan McGregor's wife. Oh, I didn't know he was uh, he was dating her. Yeah, uh, Ramona from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, her they're name. Ma- they're married actually. Um, uh, but like you know, the whole thing is they're an underground bunker. He's saying there's aliens outside, and then it becomes like a horror. Like you're trapped in the claustrophobic. Like the, the the twist, the turn, the 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 terror in this movie. Right, it felt so mm-hmm. real, felt so good. So you know, him doing this Predator prequel called Prey, which if you don't know, if you didn't know that, you would never know. Um, a movie called yeah. Prey is related to Predator, but like that he's been tapped I feel like we're in for a lot of those like you know tight yeah. scary moments I wonder if they're gonna take um, was it the I know it's Mel Gibson right but that movie Apocalypto he made mm-hmm. none of that was subtitled right I don't think there was a spoken word in it at all as far as I as far as I remember it seems like maybe this movie could take the same approach right uh-huh. that could be kind of fun which would be crazy to look at the script it, I would imagine the script's a whole lot like a Mad Max Fury yeah. Road right just a lot of action and descriptions not a whole lot of dialogue um, Apocalypto had, had had language with subtitles yeah oh it did yeah, I thought it was just uh, it had I don't the, know the, the, the looks Mayan, and gazes it had the Mayan uh, language with subtitles mm. But I, I know what you're saying. Like, there's an opportunity here where they yeah. don't have to. They don't have to talk. They they can use, you know, this to, to create it more. And then the actress uh, we see this Amber Mid Thunder. She was in the Legion series uh, as one of the um, side oh, okay. characters as well. So she's she's great. I, I'm excited to see this. Um, you know, very very. Uh, I I didn't watch Predators, but like I think Predators back on a, an upswing from what for I heard from the people who did like Predators, right? The the, the fourth Predator film. So. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see this when we when we get to it uh, in August fifth. So on on Hulu, so if you've got Hulu, you'll be able to check it out. Godzilla and the Titans is the name of the upcoming Apple Plus Godzilla show, which is uh, tied to the MonsterVerse, so running in parallel with Godzilla vs Kong, uh, and then the upcoming Godzilla vs Kong two, uh, which is supposed to focus on possibly King Kong's son. Um, so Matt Shackman, who uh, is, I believe that he directed all of the WandaVision episodes. Uh, it will direct the first two episodes of the series for Apple. So, <laughs> what, a, uh, what a crazy, like crazy movie franchise! It's just, it's the type of thing that you put on while you're like scrolling through your cell phone, right? You know, where you can just kind of ignore all the human stuff that makes no sense, and you're just waiting for big old monsters to fight. So. Uh, I mean, Apple's got the money, right, to make 
big yeah. episodes with big fun action, but it, it's so weird that they have this <laughs> franchise living in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a legend, like what Legendary owns it, right? Is that my? I believe uh-huh. owns the MonsterVerse. It's on HBO Max for slash HBO for Godzilla versus Kong. It's going to Apple for this. Uh, HBO's doing Godzilla versus Kong two. Like what? what? I- what is like, happening I, here? It feels like to me almost like Apple was like grifted. Like I know they seem to know what they're doing, right? Because they made one of my favorite shows, Severance. So some producers over there knows what's going on. But I got the vibe from the last Godzilla movie or, or King Kong movie or whatever you want to call it that the franchise was kind of on its last leg, right? Like, oh, we only made one Kong movie and we just made two uh, mm-hmm. Godzilla movies. So now let's mash them together because the the audience interest is waning and we just need to get this out the door ready to go. I mean, but maybe that trick was enough, right? Maybe well, they saw a big boost in yeah, like Godzilla, you know, numbers. <laughs> Godzilla the second one we watched, right? Uh, King of the Monsters. Um yeah, apparently I've seen them all. what what right. Mm. I'm just I'm just trying to remember the titles as I talk out loud. Oh um, god, I don't remember the titles yeah, of any of these. <laughs> it was the King it was the Ghidorah one. Um so yeah. it, apparently it did low, but God, Godzilla vs. Kong did so much that like faith in this whole franchise has been restored. Like the yeah. Monsterverse and the Monarch stuff is like, oh my gosh, we got people back to the theaters during the pandemic. The streaming numbers were through the roof. Let's 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 go yeah. into this. I'm, so. I'm just surprised that there's enough like juice left behind yeah. to get a whole series going because uh, n- I'm, none of the humans are memorable. I don't. Mm. I know that they were humans in the movies, and one of them was even Eleven uh, from Stranger Things, right? But yeah. none of them are of any consequence. You can replace any of them with just any old monarch, you know, scientist, that person that you want to cast in the film. So really, the only thing that's sticking around is the legacy of the movies, and I guess just the visual identity yeah. of Godzilla and King Kong that they've built up in the movies. So it almost doesn't even really need to be attached to the movies, right? But they have been. What's what's great about this, the title Godzilla and the um, Titans means that they could possibly do a Titan of the Week style series, right? Like, hey, there's all these other creatures on Earth. We know there are. Um, I don't want to see them go to Hollow Earth to get any of these. But, like, maybe some are, like, coming to the to the surface because that's now opened again. I don't know. So, like, I, I I would love, like, a titan of the week style stuff like I, it doesn't need to be huge and like overarching like we don't need cities in in you know the, the world's gonna end if these two guys don't duke it out kind of thing like or godzilla coming in and fighting someone every week kind of like the old godzilla animated show was um mm-hmm. give me a monster of the week that's fine i also know that one of the writers or producers is um matt fraction of you know comic book fame who you know he wrote some good iron man stuff he's wrote good written good thor stuff um, you know, Hawkeye was his, you know, the thing, my life is a weapon, which they based most of the, the show on. Like he is a fantastic, um, writer and I, I have full faith in him if he's, if he's handling this project. So as well, or has his hands on this project as well. So, um, I'm, I'm excited. Um, either way. Lastly, do you remember that gem of a film? I think this is a hidden gem, if you will. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That is Sean Connery's last it film, is, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Is that the is that what it's maybe most excited, most well known for? Oh god, people hate uh, this fucking movie. It is one of the, <laughs> the worst fun- movies I've ever seen. Even the funny thing is, is I remember watching it like when it came out when I was younger, and like I didn't have any any strong opinions about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I never really rewatched it, so I just have vague memories of what it was, and I was like, oh, I, I think I remember some like 
extraordinary action set pieces. Don't remember the ending of the film. For, it was trying to set up a franchise. It was before like I really de- dedicated yeah. a part of my life to keeping up with franchises, right? So, uh, yeah, I really don't have disdain for it, but I know nothing ever came of it. Oh, yeah. Th- this this movie, um, I remember watching it and being like, oh, this is visually interesting. Uh, but, oh, my gosh. Uh, and on a rewatch, Mike, you... you You'd be like, how, uh, why did, how sound, stupid was I as a child? Uh, it sounds like I gotta go watch it. Yeah, was there was there lead in the water? Apparently, they are um, is being rebooted as a movie at Hulu. Um, but you know, just to note here, and you may, you may not know this, I don't think you're in in the audience for this. The original movie is nothing like the comic books. They took a lot of liberties, like to make it a movie. They like, ah, oh, we got your LXG from Alan Moore here. Let's uh, let's let's add stuff in that we think we want to do. It's been like overproduced, right, kind of thing. Um, and a lot of it is not even based on like the award-winning series, which you know has won a lot of awards when it was written. So it um. looks like it's streaming over on HBO Max. So I, I think I think I'm gonna have to give it a rewatch. I mean, why yeah. the, why the heck not? <laughs> yeah, 100. percent I mean, I think I think it's a it's an opportunity to to check it out. So I know you're, you. I mean, you, like I don't know where you are in your. Um, uh, Twilight, my Twilight uh, rewatch. Yeah. So uh, this 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 came out in that, that you know mid two thousands era. I guess early two thousands era where, where things were pretty 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 rough. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, that's coming. Uh, I I guess I if if it's gonna be like that first one's kind of dark. It's kind of like depressing. Like the characters they use um, when it's written. Um, so I I'd be interested in more of that rather than this like light hearted, fun adventuristic tone. Um, so hopefully uh, they can do something good with that. But I know that's in the works. All right, Mike. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Uh, it's uh, we're, we're we're last full week before the holiday week. Uh, we're counting down for that Thor trailer. But if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. Uh, or you can come back and listen to the show every week where we'll be. Uh, people know more about the show and listen maybe to our Doctor Strange review if they've finally got around to watch it or looking forward to maybe some of our upcoming reviews. Where can they find all that good information at? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to where all of our extraordinary men sit down and league it up. And that's SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. We talked about a lot of uh, stuff in our show notes today that requires a little bit of a visual uh, fortitude. So head on over to SuperheroSlate.com and you can see you know, that new like leaked blurry picture of uh, Namor. You can get all the trailers that we talked about this week. Uh, go check it out. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you'd love to listen to find podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out and let us know mm-hmm. what you thought about the She-Hulk trailer. Are you uh, are you an angry frogman or are you just like a, a chill nerd ruffalo and you just uh, liked what's going on here? We love hearing from you. We love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe!